0: Hi everyone, this is Sarah Mae for another episode of Help Me Be Me. And this is an episode for anybody that needs to detach with love. So it's for anyone basically that's stuck in a relationship that hurts them. Um, and there's also a blog version of this on HelloGiggles.com and also on TeaspoonOfHappy.com, my website. Um, and it's also in my book, and that's called Help Me Be Me. Um, anyway, so this is... um. This is for those kinds of friendships or relationships that cause you to feel controlled by the reactions or the actions of another person. So it might even be something you're not even aware is happening. But if you have caught yourself thinking, um, but I can't or but what if they blank or you don't want to face the wrath of another person because they can make you feel a lot of pain. Um, and you stay in a relationship to avoid the pain, you're likely in a situation where you need to detach with love. Because many of the unhealthy relationships that we grow into are um, people that we would consider very close friends or even family. So it's extremely painful and confusing when you're stuck in one because you get tortured with guilt and maybe you question your own motives. So you might find yourself very, very conflicted about whether or not you want to leave this relationship because you actually care about this person. Um, so I want to offer you a toolkit of sorts because what you should know is if this thing is hurting you, if this relationship is hurting you, it is based on sickness. And the sickness, we we'll use that term in a very different way because it's it's a disorder, it's a, a system that has to change, and it's because it's... Um, You're allowing the unhealthy habit to exist. So the way your relationship is acting right now is much like a hostage situation. So you have like this, some proverbial imaginary gun being held to your head and you're trapped in a negative cycle and unbeknownst to you, you're fulfilling the other half of this other person's negative cycle. So it is not healthy and it needs to change. So this episode is structured a little bit like this. So the first part is going to be kind of a description of what the what these kinds of relationships will look like. Um, so, like a description of maybe a situation you're in, and um, I'm going to always use the word "sickness" to, distru- to s- describe how this person's going to act because it is a hazard to your well-being, and it sh- you should not be in a relationship like this. Um, the second part of this episode is going to be describing the why behind your vicious cycle. Um, And the third part of this is steps to take, so literal tools um, that you can use moving forward. Alrighty, and I might have um, a downloadable version of this in case it helps just to have these tools in front of you on my website. Um, So check out where the podcast page lives and then I will put a little pdf for you and moving on let's get to part one what does this kind of relationship look like so people part one what do they look like people um the people we get attached to against our will are many different types of people and often they're very they seem normal they seem awesome they're really cool and entertaining and Offer some benefit. I mean, you you don't choose these people for absolutely no reason. Um, But I would say any any kind of relationship you're being controlled by, the actions of the other person, it's going to be an unhealthy situation because you should always be autonomous. You shouldn't be made to feel anything by anybody else. So the fact that you are fearful of them and being controlled by their actions or their feelings means that you should be detaching with love. So you always need a healthy amount of distance in a relationship. just so that you can be sane and balanced and capable of deciding what is best for you to take care of yourself and not based on the what-ifs around another person, period. You should be deciding based on what you want, not what they want. So, I have five examples of just these unhealth, unhealthy types. Um or traps um, that, at least for me, seem to be the most common that we run across the most. So number one is selfish people or narcissists. So there are varying degrees of narcissists, but basically anyone who is so insecure that they need constant attention and they will take everything personally. There are a lot of people like this, but it's bad when you're um, a victim to their punishments and you can't escape them. And I would say if... You're in a relationship like this, you're going to be a casualty of theirs at some point. If you are around a a very selfish person, it's all going to come down to them, even if you have a problem or an issue that comes up down the line. What is their sickness? They will hurt you and they'll make you feel terrible to benefit themselves. In other words, they put themselves first. So this is extremely dangerous and hazardous to your health and to your happiness. Because they will they will make you feel terrible for something you didn't do right. And that, that's something they can tolerate doing to you. Which is just not okay. Someone that can hurt you and feel okay about it is not okay. The third one I call happiness vampires. And this is basically people with extreme self-loathing and uh, a commitment to be unhappy, basically, the never-happies. And yes, I would say this is a detached with love kind of relationship because you're basically inflicting this on yourself. Like you're, you're putting yourself next to uh, a soul-sucking uh, source of negativity, which is just going to hurt you and hold you back from growth. Their sickness is sucking everyone around them dry for happiness. Just basically food for uh, keeping their vice at bay. So they're forever saying no to all solutions you might offer. And they're refusing to help themselves. And they're choosing to stay in the suffering. And at the cost of you and your happiness. Not okay. Number four, the frozen in time. Or those frozen in time. Basically people who are trapped in their broken record baggage. And they play it out again and again and again. And this is basically what happens when people don't deal with their issues. And they become kind of like a warped filter for everything in their life. Uh, So their sickness is something that's buried so deep they can no longer see it as separate from reality. Or separate from them. And therefore... They make everyone in their life relive this past and encoding it into others' life experiences. So if you are in the proximity of a person like this, you have to be able to see this issue that they have separate from you. Otherwise, it's basically going to be passed on to you. Um, And for people like this, the only time that they are really able to be cured is when life does like a major kind of reset button so something like a birth or a death usually brings those issues to a head Um, but in general if you're in a relationship like this I'm guessing either that person's older um, so it's something that they went through as a child that's just kind of played out throughout their life or it's somebody that's been through a really big trauma that has impacted them and kind of created that scar tissue but either way you have to have a healthy amount of distance from this person's scar for you to be able to exist comfortably and healthfully. So what all of these different types have in common is basically um, that when you end up in a relationship with somebody like this, you're being asked to compensate for their shortcomings. So you're giving more than you're receiving. And it's usually because deep down you are just a natural giver and it makes you feel great because you're needed and you're able to soothe somebody else. Um, But this is not a healthy relationship. Even though it feels really good, it's making you uh, basically compromise your own needs for somebody else's. So you end up being caught in a relationship like this, usually because when there is a, a vice like this, they will seek out others or they will just be naturally attracted to others that have what they have in a, in a void you have in abundance. So it's basically like this sick barnacle that has attached itself to you and is feeding off of whatever you have in abundance. So in this case, it's probably kindness of some sort or um, you you're naturally giving to them. But the only bad part is they're just going to keep taking, even after the point when you have depleted yourself it's just never going to end. So you have to actually effort to manually cut this off based on the fact that it's unhealthy for you, even if there's some part of you that feels very comfortable here. Which brings me to part 2, which is the why. So no how no matter how hard you try to talk someone out of their vice, their sickness, their misery and Heal them, or maybe you're, you've given them the answers to their issues so many times, no matter what, it's never going to quench the void that lives inside of them. And just like a dance, you are going to actually perpetuate their misery and their sickness by accommodating the bottomless yearning because you're just giving it something it doesn't deserve. So, what I mean is, it's not the person that doesn't deserve you, it's the dysfunction. That doesn't deserve you. So you're, even when you feel like you are rewarding another person, you're actually rewarding the negative behavior. So it's this negative habit, and it's basically a pain that a person has inside of them. That until they decide to fix it for themselves and gut it and and undo whatever scar tissue there's there, you will be forever a casualty of it. So you'll just be trapped by this cycle. And you're just slowly going to get pulled down deeper and deeper into it. Just like they're going to stay there forever deep into it. Um, so the why inside of you that probably has put you in a place like this is because you really hear about somebody and you feel good about giving yourself to them. So when you're able to help others and heal others, it makes you feel full and it makes you feel wonderful because it, you just feel like. Ah oh, I'm doing good for the world, but it's hard to understand it from the outside because it does feel like you're helping somebody. you seem to make them happy in the short term, but in reality, it is not helping them. so this type of relationship it does not benefit your holistic happiness or your best interests in your life in the long term, nor does it benefit theirs. You're unknowingly accepting mistreatment, which is going to lead you to more mistreatment from other sources. And even though you think like, "Ah, oh, I can tolerate this kind of thing, and I'm completely uh, capable, and I'm strong, and I have a lot of love to give, you don't realize it now, but long term, if you accept mistreatment, even if it's little or it seems little, it's just going to build up this tolerance to other kinds of mistreatment that are just going to make you more susceptible to negative relationships like you're going to attract more negative relationships if just by keeping one it's just like you you lose your sensitivity to that negative behavior because you're you're just per, you're subjecting yourself to it over a long period of time so it's just enabling dysfunction and now you may want to adjust your volume for a brief word from our sponsors. Which brings me to part three. Steps that you can take right now to move forward. So I'm, I'm just going to say off the bat, if you're in a relationship that hurts you right now, currently, I, I'm not going to discount the fear that comes with the idea of leaving it or confronting it. Because usually the biggest reasons for staying in a relationship like this are fear of hurt. Like when you care about that person, it's really difficult because you feel like you're abandoning them or you're hurting them. And in that process, you feel like you're hurting yourself. Um, Or a fear of wrath. So you cannot imagine the punishment you're going to get from them once that process begins. And both of those are completely valid fears to have because... You've been in this relationship long enough to know that it's it doesn't feel good. It's scary. It's the hostage situation. So here's how to start. And I want to say do not worry because if you love this person or you're related to this person or you're just starting to feel all sorts of different conflicting fearful feelings, you don't have to decide right now what you're going to do. You will only do that when you're ready to. So just For right now, put that out of your mind, you're not there yet. I mean, maybe the solution is not going to be that you cut your life, them out of your life forever. It just means you have to figure out a solution that works for you so that you can safely be around this person. You're going to have to create some boundaries and you're going to have to create some distance just so you can have some mental clarity. But you're not there yet, so don't jump there. You haven't decided anything. Everything you will do will be voluntary. So it's not like you have to be afraid of forcing yourself to do anything that doesn't feel right because there's such a thing as being ready for something and then it just being natural. It's like it should be just a logical process. Um, but I will say what you do need to do today is acknowledge that there's an issue and continue to progress toward a solution, which means just. Educate yourself and take all the steps you are already taking by investigating what it is that's happening. Just because right now, when someone's able to get into your mind and like kind of hook their talons into your brain and force you to feel certain things, and it feels like it's very much out of your power, that is a very big warning sign that you have to detach with love and get some perspective. That's all you need. You need a little bit of healthy distance so that you can understand how you feel minus this person's effect on you because mental perspective means you get to decide what steps you want to take based on reality right now you're in too deep so they have control over you and how you feel and that is not healthy so just basic step number one start to build some mental objectivity and distance start to build up yourself, start to create uh, much more stability for yourself outside of this person. So right now you are being controlled by their sickness, whatever that sickness is, and you're in a cloud of residual sickness. So you've kind of like caught it and you just need to step away enough so that you can get more clarity. So just very simple first steps. Number one, Create a healthy amount of mental and, if possible, physical distance so that you can gain perspective. And this just means adding more friends to your day, like call more people, hang out with different people, um, take more time for yourself, kind of create those uh, tent poles, like those stability tent poles. Um, educate yourself, read up on the topic of this person's sickness. And basically, you're trying to gain more objective more objective perspective outside of the manipulation that has been caused by this thing. Um, Step two, make a commitment to yourself to act in your own best interests. And that means basically just in your journal or in the mirror in the morning, stare at yourself and say, I promise I will take care of you. At any cost, I'm going to make sure you are okay. Because that is the most important part of this. You need to take care of yourself, and that needs to come first for you to be good at taking care of anybody else. Step number three, start working on self-empowerment and growth. So just better yourself in all ways, and that's like exercise, soothing your body, reaching out to other friends, um, focusing on what makes you feel strong and balanced. And so when I say hang out with other friends, I don't mean talk about this issue, I mean, separate your brain from this, this focus and kind of foster what makes you, you as an individual outside of this person, just grow yourself in all ways and know that you're going to address this when you are ready. So just this, this part of the step is just to build that bond that you already have with yourself. So those are the basics, and now I'm going to go through um, a couple specific tools, I think. um, Some of them are just visualization tools, but just some very specific uh, ways to start to process this detachment that you're going to go through. And this is just also for tools for dealing with an active um, relationship like this, so a little respective giving. Um, Alrighty, here we go. So tool number one is just detaching with love 101. So what does that even mean? In the simplest form, it's... This is when you're ready to do this, but you have to express in some way to this other person, I love you, but I have to take care of myself, and therefore I cannot tolerate blank. And this is whatever dysfunctional behavior that they are trying to force you to engage in. So you're basically creating boundaries for yourself and the conduct you want for yourself and then you're enforcing them and you have to be very diligent about enforcing them because you have not been enforcing them thus far in your relationship and therefore you've got to kind of force it and it's going to feel weird and you might feel some pushback from the other person but that's what needs to happen because you need to start protecting yourself so you create those rules for proper conduct. And you do not engage with the person unless they follow them. So if it's something even small, like a person that doesn't respect your private time or your space or um, demands your attention at all hours, you would basically cut them off if they are trying to reach you at a time you've said you don't want to be reached. If they call you at three in the morning, you don't answer the phone, and you don't apologize for not answering the phone. You tell them again, don't call me in the middle of the night. That's not okay. Um, that's an example. So know that because this is going to feel a little bit awkward. If you've never gone through this process with a person, they're going to be like, what? Why are you doing this? And you're going to feel uncomfortable doing it. But just remember that you are allowed to do this in every situation. And it's not wrong. It's not unloving. It's not unsupportive, even if this person is threatening you or telling you things about how you have compromised their life by being selfish or not answering their phone call. No, that's not true. You are allowed to take care of yourself. You're allowed to sleep. You are allowed to do all things. You don't force anyone else to do anything. So know that you are taking care of yourself by building the necessary structure and distance in your relationship. And that is loving to both them and to you. Do not take in any criticism you're going to hear from that person about how you are so selfish and so unloving because that is simply not true. I know that this is very, very stressful and scary. When you've been in a relationship like this for a really long time, it can really, really seep in sideways and just get to you and make you feel like it's true because this person is so uh, convincing of that thing. So if it's too traumatic for you, don't worry about doing this yet. I mean, this is just, if you're ready to detach with love, this is what you do. But if you're not there yet, don't worry about it. Just wait till you're ready to take this step. So you can decide If it's too dangerous or too scary for you to confront this person and tell them you're going to actually detach from them, maybe decide not to do that and just choose to create distance without that piece of it. And that's totally okay as well. Just keep it in your mind that this is an alliance you're building with yourself because you are trying to be self-loving. And that is a very, very healthy, loving thing to do. It's loving towards you. and It's loving towards your friend because... This process is in the best interests of both of you. Um, so just just remember that and convince yourself of it and just start to take little steps toward giving yourself enough distance to think clearly. So this next tool, i am it's like a visualization tool and this one's really, really helpful for all sorts of dysfunctional relationships and all sorts of dysfunction, even in your own head. Um, but I would just would say like apply this in in as many situations as you can because it helps a lot. So I call it the sickness. And it's for dealing with people who are around you currently in your life. Um, And I love zombie movies. And so I'm not sure if you do, but if you do like zombie movies, picture them, picture this person or this relationship or this issue as um, a zombie. They are like they've been bitten and they are now a zombie. And so it's like, it's taken over, like they still have their voice, they still look like them, but they have a virus that is causing them to act in this super unhealthy, very selfish, um, and damaging way. And so this is what you need to do when you're confronting this person in their most damaging state. So if they, for example, call you in the middle of the night and they're yelling at you for being a bad person, whatever it is, just remember Picture this person as this decaying zombie because that is exactly what this thing is. It's a sickness. It's a, a scar of dysfunction. It's a behavior that is negative that is stuck inside of them, and it's not this person. So you have to be aware that you are engaging the sickness when you talk to the zombie. When you talk to the person that is not kind to you, that is not loving to you, You are engaging with this basically like half-dead thing. It's not a friend. It's not loving. You are engaging the sickness. So picture the relationship that you have in question right now. Whatever that friend is, whatever that family member is, and now ask yourself, what is their sickness? So whether that's a drug addiction or rage addiction or just their narcissistic, selfish friend, it's all a sickness. Just... Picture them in your mind right now. So now picture them as a zombie because what they want is to feed off of you at any cost. And so they want to keep you attached to them. They want to engage you in this dance, this very sick dance. So maybe that means you're going to be soothing their um, their pain. But this pain is the dysfunction and it's just going to go on forever. Um, so, so more, the more severe their sicknesses, the more severe that portrait of this person should be. So if I was picturing a drug addict, I would picture a zombie demon, like, a you know, possessed, crazy red-eyed thing because they are possessed by a terrible evil thing. Um, so whenever you picture this person as a thing, I recommend changing their name in your phone to, uh, connote whatever image you have in your head, whatever it is. And then every time you speak to that person, especially where, when they're in there, like trying to put you at their mercy mode, remember that you're not helping them. You're not even talking to them. You are completing the other half of the sickness. You're enabling it and you're feeding it by engaging in it. So if you really want to help somebody and be loving towards them, you have to cut it off. You have to create the boundaries and enforce them. So what are examples of engaging a sickness? The simplest way to put it is you're allowing yourself to be hurt and controlled by their dysfunction. So you're allowing them to justify the behavior. You're allowing yourself to fulfill what they want and this thing that hurts you and you're explaining it away. So you're allowing yourself to be in the line of fire. Um, So right now you're the The partner in the sickness. And so, as long as you act as that partner, you're going to allow it to exist comfortably. Because what happens when you remove yourself from that sick behavior, what the sickness does without you is it becomes forced into the light. And that is the real cure. Like, once you walk away, they don't have a partner to dance with anymore and they fall flat on the ground and they have to confront what they are and where they are and why. And so the only way that that thing is going to come to a head is if they are forced to confront things like that. So they have to be cut off from an ability to soothe this void deep down, and there's just got to be nowhere left to hide it, basically. Um, so your change for the better will initiate their change for the better, and that's exactly what you want because you have their best interest at heart. Um, all right, moving on to the next tool. So this is a a tool for guilt. This is like really good, I think, for um, dysfunctional friendships or friendships that cause you pain. Um, And I think the most important part of it is to realize self-protection is loving. It's a a positive thing for everyone involved. And what many of us that end up in relationships like this never learn is that you can be loving by deciding to protect yourself. And not allow a negative relationship to affect you. It doesn't mean you are not loving towards that other person. It doesn't mean you love that yourself over this other person. It means you are a healthy human being. And it is not your job or your responsibility to take care of someone else at the cost of yourself. And you can get out of a negative relationship and not feel guilty about it. But it takes... Uh, a deliberate effort especially if this person has been kind of melting your brain for a really long time and making you feel very very selfish and devastated at the idea of of cutting them out of your life so this is a tool I actually learned from Marcy Scheimoff, who's an author and she um it's from her book Happy for No Reason and she calls it a ho <laughs> There's a lot of O's and a lot of P's and a lot of N's. Ho Pono Ho Ho Something like that. She said it's Hawaiian. Um, and it's a practice from the ancient Huna tradition in Hawaii. And it's for prayer and surrender. Um, and I I've used this quite a bit. And I like to um I like to have a candle. I like to light a candle because it just somehow ritualizes this a little bit more and it makes it feel much more uh, real or official, I think, in your own mind. So basically, this is if you have decided you're going to distance yourself from another person and you're feeling a little bit guilty about it and they're making you feel guilty about it and you're questioning your motives and it's causing you pain. This is a way for you to deal with that without having to open the can of worms that is talking to them or engaging them and inviting more dysfunction into your life. So I recommend getting a candle and lighting that candle, finding a little quiet time, sacred place for yourself, and close your eyes and picture this person. Um, And imagine them just in their nicest form. Um, So once you picture them, you say aloud. And I like to hold my hand on my heart. I'm sorry. Please forgive me thank you, I love you. And just repeat it a few times, I would say three times in a row, and then visualize them very strongly and then just blow that candle out and just know that you meant it and that they heard it or they sensed it and it was true. And allow yourself to forgive yourself because that intention is all that matters. Whether or not you engage with them is up to you. It's 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 up to you at the end of the day. You do not have to do that part of it. This has the same meaning behind it. So this next exercise is a, a mantra or a journal exercise. I recommend both. But it comes in really handy, especially... When it gets super intense and maybe you're feeling overwhelmed with guilt or this person is just becoming abusive or crazy making and you're really struggling with staying connected to your motives and staying connected to your truth. So I just call the exercise your personal truth. Um, So if they're causing you to feel conflicted and panicky and maybe you're spinning in circles, know that you are doing the right thing by distancing yourself and when you're in a sober sane calm place write that down just write down your truth so that you can remember why you're doing this and know it, know that it's valid so just I recommend writing yourself a letter just describing exactly what you understand from a sober sane place and um know that whatever happens in the future and whatever comes your way whatever mud they sling in your eyes know that they are experiencing a mirror of their insides of their inner pain and it has nothing to do with you because however they act is is a reflection of what's on uh, what's happening inside of them it's not a reflection of you so how you act is a reflection of what you have inside just like them so despite the fact that they are inflicting pain onto you they mean you no harm it's just the pain they have inside and so by proximity you're the one that happens to be forcing them to see it but it is is completely healthy and kind and loving what you are doing so this is the mantra i recommend saying and i recommend saying it into a mirror because it helps um to see yourself but And I recommend writing this at the top of your list of your truths. I am kind. I am loving. And I am allowed to take care of myself. So just repeat that to yourself. If you're ever starting to fear or feel guilt or it's been painful, whatever there's, whatever venom they're spinning at you, just say that to yourself and you can even say it to them or you can tell them, I care about you, but I am allowed to take care of myself. And after that, just remove their ability to have access to you and your feelings. And that's something you get to decide. So no matter how, how tough it feels at any given time, you have a choice. You always get to decide how you are going to let others make you feel. So in truth, you are the person that holds the keys to your emotions. You are only, you only have to, uh, uh let people make you feel things that you decide to feel so this is about protecting yourself while being loving and kind toward others and the person that has to confront their voids will do it when they're ready and you don't cause them to feel anything that they don't decide to feel so even if they blame you you hit a cord inside them and it's attached to a greater pain but they're attributing it to you, and it's not about you. You're just the mirror for the pain inside. So I hope those helped. Um, and in closing, I just want to say I know this is a tough, a really tough position to be in. And I want you to know that you're on the right track. So keep educating yourself, supporting yourself, and walking toward clarity because to love yourself is to be loving to others because without taking good care of yourself, you have nothing to give. So The happier you feel and the brighter your soul is, the more you can give to others and the better ability you have to give it. So know that I support you in your self-loving pursuit and having come out of the other side of this type of thing, know that no matter what, you're not the cause of other people's pain. You don't control what other thing, other people think or feel or do. You cannot force anyone to act out anything. And you have to realize that now. Because what others do to make themselves hurt is not your fault. And you also get to decide how you want to feel. So if someone's in your head and they're forcing you to f- to worry or feel badly about yourself, that is a sign you've got to make a change because they are making you sick and that is not loving Um, and in a friend or in a loved one any kind of relationship you decide to keep in your life you should bring out the best in one another and you should inspire confidence happiness growth and support one another so if that's not happening you are not in a relationship with someone who deserves you. So just keep focusing on what you want and growing yourself and repeat your truth to yourself, which is I am kind, I'm loving, and I'm allowed to take care of myself. Um, So I hope this helped you in some way. And I wanted to tell you again if you want to read more of my work it's on teaspoonofhappy.com um also on hello giggles and um i also invite you if you liked this to please review me on itunes because that will help me very very much and um good luck i have faith in you don't forget to smile